Hello everybody and welcome back to episode 109 of the Everything Motivation Podcast. Hope you've had a good week or weekend. Um, unless you're a factory Ducati rider, you might have had a pretty better weekend than most, I guess. Um, yeah, but yeah, I'm joined by Cameron. Hello. Hello there. Not joined by Lauren because she is off to Mizano this week. What she's is in Amsterdam or has been in Amsterdam and now she's off to Mizano. I can't believe this, like, just lovely inter-Europe trip that she's on. Yeah. Oh, yes, I'm in Amsterdam. Um, she's in France earlier this year. She's in Spain earlier this year as well. Italy, I think, at one point. Oh, she'll be in Italy this week. Who is this person? I mean, yeah. I need some of this travel budget. What's going on? Yeah, what the hell, man? Jeez, oh. But, good news. Just... So, I am on holiday now, which nice. means, yeah. I mean, I'm still here currently. I'm going. Yeah next week anyway which means i'm not working tomorrow nice. which means the return of oh my oh wait i can't get it oh hey. we got it so we got I'm, it the return of the whiskey we got a return of the whiskey i have a little uh tam in this evening nice. which in the absence of um anything better to talk about uh it's a rather sweet um space single malt um, dark sort of amber color, really rather delicious. So, cheers, everyone. Let's go. Nice. Yeah, it's been yeah. a while since you've um, consumed beverages. Not <laughs> I've got smashed on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shame Lauren's missing this, but anyway. Yeah, that's a shame for Lauren. Um, but yeah, she'll be in the paddock as well. Really? She's gotten in. Yeah, the American Racing Squad. Uh, ah. Josie, um, who helps run the social media with Matt. Mm. Uh, it's helped her get in there, so that'd be very good for Lauren. Hell yeah! Um, hope Jealous. she has a great time. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it should be great. Um, I don't really know where to start. I guess we talk about the major thing that happened Sunday, which was Ducati's demolition derby. Yeah, um, dramatic weekend. I mean, yeah, you just—it's one of those things. I mean, it could have been a hell of a lot worse. Let's just first. Put that out there. Yeah. This could have been a really oh, could have been uh, a dark horrific. weekend. Yeah, but anyway, yeah. We, won't, we shan't dwell on that. Um, Peckle, yeah. lucky. Unbelievable that he's got no, like, even half major injury from that. It's just yeah, like he's walking. He's fine. <laughs> like, what? Actually, what? Like, if there was ever a sign from a divine creator that this championship is his, then um, yeah. that's it. That's it to me. I mean... Like, at this point, like, because I was like, oh, no, he's broken his leg. Like, this has blown the championship wide open. But yeah. nope. nope. It's almost as if, like, like you just said, like, there is nothing that can stop Francesco Magnaia. <laughs> he can literally get run over and yeah. still just, he's like, nope. So I'm I'm going to win at Mizano. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, so, yeah, mental. And then Anaya gets in a pretty... A typical no. sort of turn one spill, shall we say? I mean, yeah. never nice. Like they can always um, be pretty nasty, but like it was a fairly typical turn one spill, shall we say? And then yeah. there he is, like out for what three rounds? Yeah, he's gonna. So he's had surgery Minimum. literally today. He's broken yeah. bone his wrist, bone in his hand, one of his metacarpals, and he's also broken his ankle. Um, and we'll miss. He's had surgery today. We'll miss Mazzano, India, and Japan, and we'll. Re- re- will be replaced by Michele Pirro, which is a boring option, yeah. but the sensible yeah. option. Yeah. 
we know who we wanted on that bike, but yeah, other yeah. sister. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, God, it's just it's. I don't know. I don't even know what to say. Like, what what is going on? It is literally like there is some kind of, um, the 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 the, the sec shall we say the second factory Ducati seat. It's just cursed, man. It really is. Yeah, I literally put that in the notes for the podcast. I don't know if you've seen that. Did you? Oh, I did. Yeah, look. Oh, yeah. Today, right, it's seven point six. Cursed second mm. cat. You see, Maybe it is was... cursed. Like, yeah. you look at any rider who's had it. If we go back through the things, so we had Dovi and Ianone. Yep. Ianone went from being an absolute nutcase, like so good on that Pramac. Like I remember mm-hmm. watching like Aragon twenty fourteen and stuff when he led the race on the Pramac, and it was like, whoa, who is this guy? Yeah. And then he hops on the factory Ducati. Yeah, he gets the odd few podiums and he obviously wins a race and stuff, but it's like he can't really then Didn't set the like, world alight. Continue that yeah, he can't continue mm. that upwards progression. Then you get Jorge Lorenzo, five time champion, the guy who's just popped off a fantastic season twenty sixteen. Barcelona and Mark Marquez. Obviously that was the same season that he nerfed Marquez of a line at Magello, for example. Mm-hmm. And Lorenzo's struggling on it, or Stovi's off winning races. Then they yep. swap it with Petrucci. Petrucci again is having that meteoric rise, and then again just can't yeah. do it. And then of course, then it's Jack and Pecco. Pecco takes Dovi's seat, number one seat, and then Jack mm-hmm. takes uh, the second seat of like Petrucci because it was yeah. that was eight anyway. Because Jack replaced Petrucci, Dovi yeah. was meant to kind of stay, and then Pecco. Then Dovi was like, "No, see you later." And then Pecco stepped in and placed Dovi. Mm-hmm. Pecco's now going and doing what he's doing Jack kind of struggled got a few wins but struggled and obviously was placed by Anir Bastianini he was third in the standings last year and obviously you think well as we always said on the podcast he's going to be a yeah. 1-2 this year it's going to be him and Pecco him and Pecco and the first round he gets murked and misses loads because he's messed his shoulder up comes yep. back three races later he's out again I know he's it, actually mental because like you're saying everybody a lot of people thought that, to be honest, um, Anea was going to probably wipe the floor with Peckle because the feeling is that he's mentally stronger. But, I mean, it would appear that, at least physically, he's not. I, I don't know. Mm. I'd, like, I, I do not know. I do not know what the script is with it, but it's... Um, no. It's, it's an interesting case. And to be honest, like, Jorge Martin's probably looking at this thinking, hmm. Uh, actually, do you know what? He's probably still like, ah, it should be my seat, to be honest. But, yeah, he should. Uh, I mean, be safe at Pramac. Like, he, he there, is dude. exactly like he. And I said this last year, like when when Anea was announced as the that he got the factory seat. I'm thinking it's, it's. I mean, I get there's more to being on the factory Ducati bike than having a factory Ducati bike. Because, I mean, he's got one of them. It's just the whole yeah. sort of being in the number one squad. And Pramac, I guess, is like second, if you really want to yeah. rank them like that. But he's got the factory bike. He's, he's he's working with the same people, the same team that he has done for, what, this is his third year now? I mean, mm-hmm. Jorge should, in my opinion, be counting his blessings. But he does seem to throw his toys out the pram a little bit. Um, yeah, just a little bit. Hmm. I'm just trying yeah. to find. There's a statement made. Anaya made a load of text. Wrote a load of text on Instagram. It's not there anymore. Oh. I can't find it though. Have you been? I was going to read it out. Oh. What and was the gist? Can you paraphrase? 
So from top of my head, he said that, you know, like these times keep coming in motorcycle racing and it gets tougher and tougher and it, it's harder to keep going. And you do think about quitting and you do think about stopping when, you know, you can't seem to get the luck. You can't, you know, like it all yeah. seems down in the dumps, which a lot of riders have publicly said. Maverick Vinyard said it. Uh, Mir said it. Mark Marcus has said it a few times. Um, you know, Jorge Martins also talked about it. You know, all talked about like quitting and things like that when it's bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's quite easy to do quit when it's bad, but you've got to stay. And, and they basically just said that he knows that the good times will come and that he's going to keep fighting and keep pushing for it. But it's just difficult in these moments to kind of have the motivation and stuff to stay and keep think, fighting. Yeah, I think for sadly. For Linnea, the good times are going to come on a Pramac seat. Mm. I think. Where's less pressure uh, and stuff? Or when well, it's just like a cursed seat? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that... It's it's a, it's the sum of its parts, to be yeah. honest. it's It really is, like, less pressure, um, still obviously a good bike. It's just... It's all things combined. And I think Ducati's history of how they like to play musical chairs i think yeah to be honest we might see someone else on that seat next year no it's been confirmed that he'll stay they do like to confirm things and then yeah i I mean we'll see but like he's gonna have to he's gonna have yeah i think i think because things are clearly so good with peko they're like less desperate to scramble to find yeah. like a wondrous talent which they clearly have with peko so yeah. they're like that's fine we can we can we can try and we can give this second seat a little bit more time because we're we're, we're not struggling for wins right now so yeah yeah you i mean you're probably right but he's gonna have to be um he's gonna have like next year He's, he's going to have to be one twoing. Like he's going to oh, have yeah. to have the season we expected this year, next year. Yeah. If he doesn't, because, then he's, he's out. Yeah. Yeah. Because you can't, unfortunately, Ducati are brutal. It doesn't matter who you are, how good you are, how good you have been in the past. Yeah. Ducati want results and they want them now, not next year or the year after. And if they've got a capable rider on one of their bikes in Marco Bezzecchi, for example, yeah. mm-hmm. who's already Italian, already wears the Monster Energy logos in his helmet. Which fits perfect with Jorge Martin. Yeah, he could switch from Red Bull to Monster, but it does. There is still a bit of like an issue there, you know. And if he's locked into a contract with Red Bull for three more years, you know, you have got to buy him out of that contract and things it's like that. It's just more friction, isn't it? Yeah, whereas Bezzecchi, yeah, if Bezzecchi is performing and continues to perform, if. then he's an easy slot in. He's a t- Italian as well, which helps. Yeah, you know, because he of in the past favoured. Italians over Spaniards for many well Italians over everybody for many years because yeah. Italian company of course they want an Italian on their bike um, or two Italians um, so yeah I think Bazzetti is kind of the one for 2025 that Ine yeah. will be like fighting against I think yeah I think so um, or you know, potentially like an Acosta or something. Although he's going to be having, yeah. he's going to have an airtight contract with KTM for a while, I think. Um, yeah, if, well, if slash when he moves up, he's got clauses to go out of it and like leave it now. Like he can, mm. Pedro can walk out that contract now because they can't fulfill the deal. Like it's now, I'm almost certain it's fully off. KTM will not have five bikes on that grid next year. 
That is done, dusted. Yeah. Drawing in the sand now. So unless he chooses the same motor two, which is unlikely because yeah. Vietti is rumored to have signed for that squad, and Dennis Onchu has also rode the bike today at Catalonia <laughs> yeah. as yeah. part of the Pirelli test, meaning that that's pretty certain that's going to be the lineup. Yeah. Meaning Acosta's out of that Moto2 squad. Yep. The only way now I can see him in, as in Acosta in, is if Jack Miller gets the boot because he's not performing as expected at all. I know. Yeah. And, and that's the only way in I can think I can see. And you got to think as well, the way that Jack has performed the last couple of weekends, you got to think maybe he does know something. Yeah, he's, he's had some news which has um, affected him. Just throwing mentally. him off a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Which would really suck because, to be honest, that I think would he's suck. been he's been pivotal in that KTM being. Uh, oh yeah, a, a top five bike consistently now. Yeah, I'd and agree. then I, I, don't get me wrong though. I think like because what's the deal? Like they they would be allowed to have like a test rider with more wild cards or something. Is that kind of what's floated floated around for KTM? That's for like concessions in general. Um, they can have five right. wild cards anyway. We've got Danny Pedrosa this weekend, by the way. Ah, oh, Mazzano. dream. Um, so I think it's three wild cards if you're not concessions and five if you have. But I think it has been changed to five wild cards anyway. We can't have them back to back. Right. Interesting. But yeah. So no, I think it is actually three wild cards. Let's have a look. I'll just check quickly. No worries. And then I also heard about them like doing a kind of uh, almost like a football style, like out on loan kind of deal. Yeah. So. To go back on the thing quickly, yeah. Um, mm. Every factory grid can have three wild cards during a season. Six right. if you have concessions. Yeah. Okay. So, but yeah, so Casey could loan out a rider, for example, like Augusto Fernandez. But what's the point? Because Augusto Fernandez is contracted to KTM next year. Augusto Fernandez is doing a phenomenal job, man. He, he, he was nailing yesterday. It. And yep. like that battle with Digier as well. Like both that of them were slinging at each other. And yep. It was, yeah. I think Augusto was actually the winner out of that. Yeah, ninth and was Digier 10th. There you go. Augusto did not it? care. Um, Let's have a like gander quick. Yeah, that was great. See, from like 6th to 10th and... and... The race yeah. yesterday. It was unreal. Great. Like yeah. there's a difference. Did you it was beating fair and square about half a second by the end of it. Oh right, okay. He had him. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, you could learn Augusto Fernandez. But why would you want to? He's a Moto two world champion last year. He's doing extremely well. He's thirteenth in the championship at the moment. He's doing bits. Yep. He's doing bits. Like that is well and truly he's finished. Every race this year, as has Frank and Wombardelli. He is fit. Like, what more could you want from a rookie? He's got a best result of P4. He's got yep. one, two, three, four top tens. I mean, compare I, that to the rookies before him in the last yeah, three or exactly. four years. Come on. So then you look to the factory squad. You don't want to get rid of Brad Binder. They've kept no. him on for a few more years. Jack Miller, the Palos Bargo is pivotal, I think, to their development and things like that. And maybe they could keep him as a test rider or something like that. But I think Paul in himself has come back and actually impressed. He yeah. did, well, he did, he did um, D 
DNF in Catalonia. Can't it was mechanical, it was a mechanical though, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was a mechanical. Yeah. So did Ralph Fernandez, which I was gutted for actually, because Ralph Fernandez looked really good yesterday. Yeah, Again, he was in top that top ten, 10 scrap, wasn't he? Yeah, he yeah. was. Um, so Paul Spargo again has really impressed. You know, he yeah. got sixth in Austria in the sprint race. And Paul Spargo helped the bike be all it is. He was a day one at KTM. Yep. So you don't want to get rid of Paul because if there's anybody who knows, there's only one person that really knows more than Paul about that bike. That's Mika Calio. Yeah. So, you know, you don't want to really get rid of Paul. So then it's just, who was last in the door? It was Jack Miller. It was, yeah. And that's such cruel politics but yeah it's the only sort of objectively fair way of looking at it to be honest mm. um and i don't know like would they take him on as a test rider because he'd be a, a brilliant test rider but he's got too much he's too young but, he doesn't yeah. want to do that he could he could step off that ktm go right have it take it Pedro, and he could go and ride for grassini ducati and do pretty well for himself over there still. I'm sure he could. Yep. There's still a lot of seats available. That Pramac seat that everybody says is going for Franco Bordelli is not signed. No. Jack Miller has well, not, as said previously, he'd be happy to return to Pramac. So that, again, it's it's still open for discussion. It just depends <laughs> on KTM, really. And yeah. like, if they're, if they're looking at putting two, signing two riders in Moto 2. It means that Acosta's out of that Moto2 squad, which can only mean he's going to move to Moto2 GP. Yeah. As we know, it's common knowledge that Acosta's contract said that on the 31st of June, after then, if KTM haven't put him on a seat, he can talk with other manufacturers. His contract was also earmarked for a 2024 Moto GP seat. If KTM cannot stick to that, He's, there's a clause in his contract that well, it's, it's, it's there's void that voids contract yeah, straight exactly. up yeah because they can't adhere to the contract therefore Pedro can write for whoever the hell he wants yeah uh, well it, it do you know I I love this but I also hate it and the thing is like the the final sort of what ends up happening. It's like never as, as exciting. exciting as you want it's it so to be. It's so boring, isn't it? Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, like the last mental exciting thing that happened was Vinales like shock leaving Yamaha and joining yeah, Aprilia. That was, crazy. that was the last time people were like, this is wild. Like, yeah. what a transfer window. Um, but, you know, like, we'd have this talk every year of silly season and it's never silly. What happens is never silly, and you're always like, that "It's makes like a perfect silly." Sense. Do you know what? Silly, yeah. and then turns into logical season. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like one by yeah. one, they get slotted, and you're like, "Ah, oh, that makes sense." Oh, do you know what? That makes sense. There's maybe like one or two where you're like, "Oh, I didn't see that coming." Like for example, if Morbidelli does end up on that Pramac seat, I'll be like, "Do you know what? I didn't have that pegged at the start of the year." Mm, yeah. Um, that to me would be silly, considering form and everything. Yada yada, it's a really coveted seat, a Pramac Ducati, I would say. Oh yeah, it's um, a flashy seat, really. Yeah, exactly. Like going back to the KTM talk, if I were the boss of Pramac, I'd be more inclined to get Jack back in line rather than take a take a punt on Morbidelli, but mm. Mm, or even Mark Marquez. But mm. yeah. I don't know. It's never as silly as it seems, but I just love this like period of time where like anything. It's Schrodinger's grid, you know. Oh yeah. Be, <laughs> it's it's wild. I love it. 
Mm, it could be anyone, really. Mm. Um, whilst we're talking on the silly season, I will speak of some other rumours I've got. <gasps> Moto 2 and Moto 3, which is <gasps> always a bit chaotic. Moto 2, I'm just trying to think. Obviously, Jake and Arbolino confirmed that they were staying where they're put, but Jake Dixon's contract does have a clause that says if a MotoGP team offers him a seat, he can exit his contract to go there. And the rumours of him going to Grassini have been bubbling all weekend still. Yeah. So that's a possibility. Obviously, this the Vietti, I think. Yes, it mm. will. I'm um, not sure if his comments post-race will have helped, but um, mm. we'll talk about that in a bit. Yeah. <laughs> um, but... So there's that. I'm just trying to think now. Obviously, Joe Roberts was confirmed to return to American Racing. Yeah, that's cool. Like that. Nice. Yeah. An American on an American racing team. Good. Yeah. Um, Moto3 is where it gets a bit crazy. Um, I've known this a little while, but now I can actually talk about it because multiple people have said it. Um, Joel Kelso will not race for CF Moto next year. Okay. Um, I'm not allowed to say a reason why but he will not race for the next year. So, there was a Pirelli test this, this week, today. Yes. yes. And Dennis Onshu obviously raced, or tested for Iomoto 2. So, of course, mm-hmm. there was a rider that had to ride for Iomoto 3 in his place. Oh. That would be Spanish superstar Xabi Zuratuza. Okay. Who's won two races yeah. in Junior GP this year and has actually been very good. We mentioned him on the podcast a few times now mm-hmm. and... Mm-hmm. He's got a sick name for one. Very talented <laughs> rider. I have been reliably informed that... Of course, take all this with a pinch of salt because, yes, I've been reliably informed, but contracts can change, as we saw Jonathan Rea today, who signed a contract for next year with Kawasaki and has voided that contract and will rise for Yamaha next year. We'll talk about that properly in a bit. Yes, please. But... Javi Zuratuza has apparently signed a contract with IO today to race for them next year cool. in the World Championship. Nice. So, additionally, I'm just going through the messages now. Javi was set to go to CF Moto, apparently. Oh, and right. Okay. David Munoz to IO. Oh. But there was ties with the. Jose Bo's team, obviously, because Munoz rides for Bo's squad, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which blocked the move to Ayo and opened the doors for Zuratuza to go to Ayo instead. Yes. Javi Gas has also been rumoured to be going to the MSI squad. Okay. In Moto3. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm just trying to find some other ones. Let's have a look. I don't know if there's any more, actually. So, um, have you... Did you meant... Do you know or did you mention where Kelso's going? Mm, he hasn't got a seat anywhere. Oh, oh that's yeah. sad. I mean, come on. This weekend was surely proof that he deserves to be on the grid. Mm, no, I don't know because he started yeah. third and finished 19th. What happened? Actually, yeah, what happened there? But, like, come on. Surely to even just qualify third, there's got to be something there. Well, yeah, because he's been on the front row four times this year now. Yeah. He's kind of got it, but he can't do it in the race it seems like he even said on his instagram post it was like there's no point sugarcoating it i'm disappointed i know i've got to get aggressive and risk more overtakes we'll give it another crack in italy <clears throat> but he mm. deserves sure a seat more so than some people on that grid yes i think like 
Daniel Munoz, David Munoz's teammate, for example, and a few other bat markers. Mm. Um, because I think we could see a few <clears throat> riders out at the end of this year. Obviously, David Almanza was confirmed at Snipers for next year. Oh, yeah. Uh, he also tested the Pirelli test today. Speaking of, Fanati's been disappointing, hasn't he? Mm, that's probably Fanati out with that move because mm. I think he's a bit age out of the class anyway. Uh, yeah, yeah, he has he is, not yeah. done anywhere near what we expected, to be honest. Nope. <laughs> Which is a big shame. Um, just think, Moreira's obviously, I've mentioned him and Isal Trans a few times. That could change to the MSI squad in Moto2. We'll see. Mm. As for the rest of them, there's not really much movement. I don't think... Oh, Sano Nepo was confirmed to stay at the MTA squad. Oh, um, Ivan Altola is also rumoured to go to the MSI squad as well. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. I don't know who Leopard are looking to replace Messia with. Oh, yeah, because Messia's moving up. That's going to be a weird one, actually. Who the hell could go to Leopard? Oh, no, it's Pekeras. Angel Pekeras, that's right. The Rebel Rookies okay. champ. Yes. Yep. Yes. What about Suzuki? Is he clinging on to a ride? Um, he is, but he's quite old now. Mm. Like, how old is he now? He is. He's 25 now. He'll be 26 at the end of this month. So by the end of next year, he'll be 27. So he's got two He's got like two, maybe three years left in the class. Yeah. Interesting. Do you think he'll just mm. ride that Leopard until... Maybe, ages yeah. Out? And go to stock 600. You get a few wins and stuff, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I can expect him to move to Moto 2 next year. Oh, really? With the intact okay. GP squad. Oh, Apparently sure, that makes both sense, yeah. Tulovic and Dabinda are out. Dabinda. I would assume that Sasaki would move up to that class next year in that team and be teammates with Senna Aegis. That was what That'd I would cool. assume would yep. happen. Mm-hmm. Apart from that, I, let's have a just quick check on Moto 2 roster to see if anything. Oh, yeah, Kanet was confirmed at the Fantic squad. Cool. Um, teammate is rumoured to be Sergio Garcia. No, but Sergio Garcia is also okay. rumoured to go to the new SMI team as MS, yeah, MSI team. M- M- MSI. M- MSI. MSI. <laughs> it's the same team as Marrero rides for now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The yeah, MT yeah. Helmets MSI squad, which would make sense. He wears them at MT Helmets now anyway, so that makes okay. sense but Agora is also rumoured to go to that team as well so I don't really know what's going to go on there um, obviously Vietti is rumoured to Io Roberts ART Baltus I've not heard anything about Aldiger nothing just going through um, yeah I mm. don't have not heard anything about the rest of the guys this time no oh, so well. yeah but the Pirelli test was today. Saunders and Kelly got to ride at the forward Motor Two bike. Interesting. Okay. Which is good because obviously yeah. he was he was he announced he was sacked by the team. <laughs> unfortunately, um, but oh dear. I've spoken to a few riders who have ridden in that Pirelli test today. Yep. And they said that the Pirellis are a massive step up from the Dunlops. Apparently, they last a lot longer. Like the Motor oh, really? Three riders could do like twenty to twenty-five laps with no drop-off on them. Yeesh. Which is really good, which means we could probably see some more really good racing next oh year in Moto3. Yeah, that boat's but apparently well. Apparently, yeah, apparently the profile's a little bit bigger, which takes a bit of you getting used to. Okay, right. Yeah. But, yeah, so... I mean, generally Pirellis are a little bit a little bit squishier with a bit more feel, right? They've got a bit more... Yeah, like, I don't well, know, Manuel... Any, yeah, comments on that? 
Well, Manuel Gonzalez, when he switched to Moto2 and did a few races for forward a couple of years ago, whilst he was still competing in World Supersport on the Pirellis and then switched to Dunlops, he said that the Dunlops were like impossible because they've got a very small operating window. They don't last very long. And so you have to really kind of ride to their strengths. And yeah. that was very difficult for him to do, especially when he went back to Supersport and did the Pirellis again. And he, for the whole time, has banged on about how good Pirellis are and how much better they are and things like that. And so I can imagine he will be very happy and welcome to this change. Yeah. I think the the Pirellis will have a lot more feel and will be able to go the distance a lot better than the Dunlops has, which will mean there'll be better racing next year because they won't have to think as much about tyre conservation. Yeah. Any word from like Skinner, who's obviously just come off of a superbike last year? No, nothing on Skinner, no. to be honest. It was interesting as well because Bataille Safoglu tested yeah. today for the forward squad. He rides for MV Augusta in World Supersport. That was very interesting because Safoglu is a big talent. The fact that this is his first full year in the Supersport because last year he did the Supersport Cup, the European one, and won that championship and was finishing fifth against all the full-time riders was incredible. Now he's won races in the World Supersport. Could see a Moto2 switch potentially next year. That'd be cool. Judging, mm-hmm. I'm only judging that from, obviously, the test today, but, yeah. you know, his, his eye, they seem to be eyeing him up. So that could be interesting. Yep. Obviously, For sure. that's just speculation. But yeah, so those are the rumours I've got for you to this week. Oh. Colour me excited. That was mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> Love a rumor. Wait, I've got a few more. On. Oh yeah. There we go. Nice. <laughs> I've got a few more. Obviously, Rare firstly has switched to Yamaha. Yes, that's, big. that's not a rumor. That is happening. No, that's finally confirmed. It has been a rumor for about a month now. <laughs> yeah. So I'm very glad that's finally confirmed. Mm-hmm. That means that, of course. There are there is a seat available at the Kawasaki squad. Adrian Huertas, the Moto Two Moto Two Supersport rider, Kawasaki Supersport rider, tested the bike last week in Aragon and was 0.6 off Rinaldi's time in first place in his first ride of a superbike. Ooh, which is well, very impressive. Well. It yeah. does. Mm-hmm. Somebody I know who speaks to Huertas quite a lot said that Huerta's 90% there to sign, but could also okay. go and ride a Ducati V2 in Supersport next year. So we'll see about that. Mm. There are a few yeah, names on that list. What route do you want to take? Yeah. What route indeed. There are a few people I'd like to see, like Bassani maybe or Rinaldi on it. There's been little mutterings, but nothing too concrete about Fabio Digia. Really? For Kawasaki next year. But there's also been rumours of Fabio Digia going to Fantic Moto 2 next year as well. I don't know how I feel about that. Um, mm. I mean, I think just uh, get Sam Lowe's on the Kawasaki and he's just got Sam and Alex he's, racing he's each other. He's on the Ducati isn't he? I know, I know, but like, come mm. on. Just, just for in terms of like a fun story. Let's, yeah, it'd be let's great. get him on the Kawasaki. <laughs> yeah. That'd be fun. Um, oh, hold on, I'm just reading something quick. Oh. About Jack okay. Miller. Oh. So, oh. 
This is Whoa. big. If it's true, I mean, like, is... I wish we recorded the video for this because that was yeah, a shock just like, face right there. Okay, so, please indulge me in the audience. Okay, so todocircuito.com mm-hmm. has said from the Italian media, KTM have, this is obviously what the Italian media have reported, KTM have offered, um, let's have a look, KTM have offered Jack Miller double salary next year. And up mm-hmm. to 10 wild cards if he leaves his bike free for Pedro Acosta. Oh. <laughs> but. Oh, gee. I mean. But what on, happens yeah. with the three wild cards I just mentioned earlier today? Is this an agreement from Dorna? A, a sort of. Yeah. Uh, just true. a negotiation being like, well, if you're not going to give us five bikes, give us something. With, like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, God, but what do you do if you're Jack? I mean, obviously, I mean, if a double KTM salary, he's going to buy that boat. Mm. Um, but I mean, ultimately, <laughs> yeah, buy ten boats. <laughs> yeah, like none of these, none of these guys, like that are especially ones who have been in the factory Ducati squad, need money. Mm. That's not going to be a motivator anymore. Um, I would no. say, unless you're like Zarco and you're coming to the end, or what you feel is probably the end of your career, and you just need to. Make that ba- balance as fast as possible. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, interesting. I feel like Zach has Zach Jack. Where did I get Zach from? Jack has mm-hmm. more like integrity than to almost be bought like that. But then also, I don't know. Money is important. Um, mm. uh, I don't know. And then also. Like ten wild cards is like half the season. To be fair, yeah, it is. Which is um, good. I don't know if I could do if I could get double the pay for half the work. I'd be tempted. Hmm. Yeah, I would be as well. Um, <laughs> this is an interesting one. I've got another little thing for you that I noticed earlier. So okay, I was looking for some images for the Anea Bastianini of Anea oh. Bastianini. Sorry. Um, for to post about his obviously is um the fact that I missed some races and had his surgery. So I went onto mm-hmm. Ducati's media little area, Ducati Media House, where they house all their images and stuff that you can use. Yeah. Went on there, and obviously they got their photos. I thought that, like something they're broken because they got all their photos from the race week had just gone. But yeah. at the top, there are six photos of Nicola Belega. Two of them where he's holding a number one plaque, two of them on the podium, and someone is riding around track. Right. Are we going to see an announcement, maybe tomorrow, of Belega's future? He is heavily rumoured to go to that Renal Aruba IT squad. He's tested oh, their really? bike multiple times. He is their test rider. Yeah, I think he's currently in the World Supersport Championship as well. Besad for Bassani, I feel like he was in line for that. Yeah, he deserves that seat. Yeah. He really does. But World Super Sport, let's have a look. Yeah, Belega's leading by 46 points. That's ironic because he was a VF46 rider. Um, but yeah, he's leading by 46 points. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. Um, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm going to be straight up and say I don't really follow the Super Sport. Um, I just kind of know that um, Nicolo was doing very well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like from what I've seen of, of, you know, world superbike 
races. I feel like Bassani deserves a crack at the factory squad. Um, yeah. But then alternatively, he's doing he's doing pretty well in the squad he's in. It could be like a sort of Pramac situation, but um, yeah. I don't know. It's, it's interesting. I'm also interested to see how Iannone gets on. Yeah, because he, Paolo Ciabatti confirmed that Iannone will have a spot with Ducati yep. on the grid next year. That's going to be spicy. Um, I can, Motocorsa Ducati have said they're having two seats next year, which is a team that Bassani rides for. Okay. So potentially we'll see them together. That would be, it's a that would be fire bike after oh, all. Oh yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd be, I'd, I'd like that. Yeah. Yep. Nice. That's so, a beautiful bike as well. Gorgeous. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Color yeah. scheme is ace. Yeah. But yeah, so we'll have to see, I think, is the mm. best thing you can see about it all. That's it. Well, I mean, there's nothing else for it, mate, is there? No. But yeah. Um, so we'll go on to the actual races itself. Yes. After silly season. Moto3. We'll start with Moto3. It's always a good one. Yep. Exciting. Always the best race of the season, and that was chaotic down to the final corner. Oh, I was I was losing it. Oh my god! And then Onchu does Onchu things. Well, it's it's a weird one because it's like some people are like oh it's a racing incident, some people are like oh it's Onchu's fault, some people are like oh it's Munoz's fault. But it's like I don't really know myself, but it's like it's two of the most aggressive riders in the entire grid <laughs> against each other. Yeah, I I have to say, like, I've, I'm pretty sure I messaged it into our little group chat, like Munoz, yeah, Munoz. just getting some Munoz medicine, you know? It's just, yeah. That's just it. Like, to be, if there was anywhere that a rider was going to be, it was where Onchu was. You know, last corner, he was not giving up any momentum to avoid collecting someone who went wide. Do you know what yeah, I mean? It wouldn't, it wouldn't matter if it was burn. Onchu or Suzaki or Mestia, anyone, like even the most, um, if it was Kelso, who's kind of said he's not aggressive enough. If he was in that spot, he also would have punted Munoz off, I believe. Um, yeah. It's just, it was like if he'd rolled off or, or done anything to like try and avoid Munoz, then he'd have finished seventh. Yeah. Yeah, you know he what would, I mean? yeah. Like, so... He did what he had to do. What happened in the end? He got demoted a position, did he? He got demoted from third to twelve. <laughs> oh, I didn't actually know that. Well, yeah, he, he, got, he still he still had to do what he had to do, in my opinion. Third to twelfth. God, that's, yeah. That's, was, that, was that like a three second sort of window or um, what? Like, yeah, I think it was a three second penalty. Yeah, that demoted right twelfth. Right. Okay. Yeah, makes sense. So, but in the heat of the moment, like you would have just kept it pinned and been like, "Well, this is this. That's just it. That's just what would have happened." In my opinion. Yeah. Well, it was crazy, but it promoted Mister Jose Antonio Rueda to his first Moto Three podium. Yep. Which good showing. I'm I'm happy about because, mm-hmm. as we know, he's an absolute beast. Yes. And uh, he's a very impressive rider, and like is for next year especially. I think we'll see him kind of follow the same steps as Holgado did, where he hopped on a state. I think he'll stay with IU and fight for the championship next year. Yeah, it's, I think it's it's great. He's really good. <laughs> he is, and, and like he's not been far off in pretty much every race. Like since since day since Portimao, he's pretty much been there. Um, yeah, I think he's just, just got to kind of learn the, the 
class he's, a little bit. He's just doing what a rookie should do, really. He's having an average, decent, he's a April really Championship season. rookie yeah. season. Yeah. yeah. Like, he's got, apart from Assen and Catalonia. No, wait, yeah. Sorry, I'm looking at women. Marrera there. Uh, he's had, apart from Argentina, Mugello, and Sasha Ring and Austria, he's been in the top 10 every race. Yeah, like... Which is really good for a rookie. Like, not everyone's Pedro Costa, you know? <laughs> no, exactly. That's it. And the thing with Pedro is, obviously, you got to be up there to win it. But, like, it, I think winning Moto3 races is, if you're good enough to come fifth, you're good enough to come first. Yeah. At the moment. Oh, yeah. Like, it's really just almost like a last lap bit of luck. If someone gets punted wide or you just happen to have the right track position, then you'll win as long as you're fast enough to be in that top you know let's say five riders five, then you're yeah. you're so within a shout of winning um yeah and well, i think it, like yeah the cards just sort of fell across his way quite a lot last year obviously or if not last year the year before um obviously winning from last at la salle and like your second ever gp or whatever which is, is not pretty, pretty nothing taken away from that obviously but mm. um yeah, like Rueda will quickly find himself in that like top five yeah, consistently, and therefore you just gotta be there. Yeah, will likely you know win a bunch of races just because he's in that group and and gonna be uh, in that group. And then just the last part is <laughs> if you're in that group, you have got a chance at winning. Yeah. Well, the last part is just a bit of race craft. Yeah, which just comes craft. with learning, which just comes with yeah. riding with other riders and taking that extra risk on the last corner, for example. And yeah. You know, it pays off sometimes and sometimes it doesn't. And that's exactly. just how it goes in Moto3. And yep. David Alonso is a great example of that. Again, another superb, stupid, I was going to say stupidly good mm-hmm. rookie and superb. I said superb, nice. But <laughs> it's funny, he went last to first in Great Britain, then first to last in Austria, and now he's back in first. Of course. And yeah, he is sixth in the standings now. I'm not going to say he's in with the championship fight, in the ch- with the championship sh- shout, sorry, but he is within 50 points of that P1 of Daniel Holgado, who has absolutely blown the door off his championship cart. He yes. was looking, he had like a 40 point advantage nearly by the end of it. Crashed, finished 22nd. He's now only 13 points ahead of Yumi Sasaki, who had, who, who is. Podium streak has ended. He finished fourth in Catalonia. Had to go in six podiums in a row. Wow. And you know, it's like he's only 13 back. Then a further 19, is that? 148 minus 129, I think is 19 back. Is Jamie Messia. Yep. Sasaki really could now take it to him. We've got nine rounds left. And we're heading, you know, we're heading east. Well, yeah, exactly. I think Sasaki will be doing well. Yeah, because Alonso's obviously he's he's a very talented rider, but he knows a lot of the tracks we've been at. Yeah, so he's yeah. been able to perform there, but he's never mm. ridden in Japan, never ridden Indonesia. India's going to be interesting. That would be very interesting. Yeah, like I'm very intrigued because Dan. Also, fun little fact as well before we talk about India. Dan Vidal Alonso made his debut as a wild card in 2021 at Mizano um, at 15 years old and was one of the mm. youngest ever riders to ever race in the class. Got a dispensation because he was a rookie's champ. Right. 
But yeah, so India will be a very interesting one because it's well, new for everybody. It is, it is, and I think I like it. It's going to be interesting for the predictions game, but yeah, mm. I'm going to have to study the track layout. Yeah, because mm. that's going to be a fun one. But yeah, Moto Three is looking good. I'm not really sure what the hell's happened to Diego Moreira. Yeah, he had two podiums and he's just yep. disappeared. Mm. Strange one, honestly, yeah. strange. But yeah, the top six of the championship now, I think, are really going to go for it, and that includes yeah. Onshu, Otola, and Alonso as well. Because Onshu is only one point behind Messia. Right. Okay. Yeah. Obviously, um, he would be a lot further ahead. Sorry, because he scored mm-hmm. four points after finishing twelfth, but he would have scored sixteen and third. I mean, add 12 points to his 128, we'd put him 140, which put him right slap bang, only nine points behind Sasaki. Yeah, which is... Yeah, he'd, re- he'd really be really be in for a shot. And I, I think Onchu... Like, I mean, Onchu's great, and he, he doesn't seem to be crashing or anything, you know? And it seems to be working most places. Yeah. Um... And I feel like Sasaki's fading a little. I don't know why I'm getting that feeling. I just am. So I feel like on to me personally, Onchu's got a little bit more of a shout than mm. than Sasaki. But like I just said, you know, we are heading east um over the coming months. So we'll see. Watch me eat my words, but mm. Yeah, we I'm shall really see. chuffed we're only halfway through the season. Yeah, I'm so glad we've got a lot more to go. It's been yeah been good so far the championship fights in all three classes i'm excited for it. it doesn't seem like apart from maybe motor gp where peko is kind of still 50 points ahead i think there's there's no real runaway um as we switch to motor mm. two yeah even in motor two there's no real runaway because like it looked like it was going to be hobolino but then he's kind of he 17th in catalonia the yeah. gap is now 22 points, I think. 186 minus 164. It's 22 points, yeah. Between the two. Between Acosta and Arbelino. Yeah, so that gap yeah. from Acosta, because Arbelino had a full race, full 25 points in hand at one point after Acosta crashed yep. in France. And Arbelino won the race. But then since then, he's not been able to keep up that consistency whatsoever. No. Um, no. A rider who has been a lot con- more consistent and has kind of broken away from Aaron Cannett in fourth in the championship is, of course, Jake Dixon. Yeah. With five podiums to his name, including two victories this year. He's closing up, especially after Arbolino was 17th and Acosta was sixth on Sunday. Of course, Acosta was punted off track by Alonso Lopez. Yeah. Which did damage his race. Um, actually, I'll find it quick. There was a funny... Someone posted a comment on Alonso Lopez's post. Oh. Pedro Costa liked the comment. <laughs> um, someone commented um. saying, he needs to learn how to do a race without doing normal things. But when? And Pedro Costa liked that one. So that was funny. Mm. Uh, bit of needle there. Um, oh. But yeah. Yeah. It's... Mm. I mean, it was it, it was bad the way he came back on track as well. Um, yeah, it was. It was Lopez. a bit dodgy. Yeah, like he could have really um, caused a nasty accident there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I don't know. To be honest, I didn't expect Acosta to fade like he did, though. 
Yeah, it was weird. Like yeah. maybe the tires dropped off or something. It was it was a have. weird one to be honest. Yeah. But yeah, because I don't know. It was a stranger on them. Aaron Canet with what is that? His thirteenth Moto Two podium now. There's something like second that. Or second place, place. place. Yeah, which is yeah. I'll go for count them now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right here we go. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Twelve, 12 second places. Nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Yeah, twelve second places. That has got to hurt because he even tried the Valentino Rossi move at the last corner. He did. And bailed out at the last second. Couldn't do it. Yeah. Like, he, like what does he have to do to win? I, he even I, snapped his bow tie and everything, and still nothing. Still. And the thing is, like, he's so close. And you have to think if there was somewhere he was going to do it this season, it would have been here. Yeah. Um, he just, like, it was when. On the last few corners, Jake made a mistake coming out of top of turn nine, I think. Um, oh, what's called? Yeah, it was turn nine. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Before the and well, what so used to be the hairpin. Yeah. Wait, no, turn twelve. Sorry, there you go. Yeah, so he made a mistake going from eleven to twelve. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, "Oh, can it's going to have a me? Can it? Because can it gain so much time?" And I was like, yep. "If he's going to, he's going to go for the last corner now. He's got the momentum now." But then, can it? I don't know. His own error. Yep. Which kind of just threw it all away and equalized it again. And I think yeah. if he had, if he hadn't have had that error, I think he really could have gone for that last corner send, but yeah. he didn't. And Jake Dixon was obviously able to take his second victory of the class, which was great for Jake. Good for a potential MotoGP seat. Absolutely. Not not too sure about his interview afterwards, though. <laughs> no, I gotta say it lacked it lacked class. That's just my yeah. opinion. Um, well, yeah, interesting one. Yeah, I don't know. It felt like a Facebook comment. It did a little bit, like, yeah. but I don't know because a lot of people are like, oh, it's just banter or British banter. But I'm like, I'm British, and um... <sighs> yeah, I don't know. But then you know, I was saying last week about how you know folk like Peko and that are boring. See, if, yes. the whole, if the whole grid was like Jake Dixon and just, you know, talking a bit of smack, to be honest, yeah. in interviews here and there, the whole thing would be a lot more exciting. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, so it's just, it's all relative, isn't it? And maybe we do need, maybe we do need a bit more of a personality like that. I just like, it just kind of didn't, doesn't align with me. No, like it's that like kind of like like I say, like talking smack that doesn't align with the sort of outward persona that I get from Jake Dixon. So I'm kind of like, wait, who who is this guy? What's what's happening here? Is he a, is he an arsehole? Like, what is it? Yeah. But then everyone says that Jake's lovely, and I'm sure he is. Um, so know, like, I'm, you know, there's like, a few I, riders in the paddock that don't really. Well, I haven't heard these things. Um, <laughs> all, the only guy I have to listen to about this is Neil Hodgson, and he thinks that. So it's like mm, I don't know. I, I think that's it. It was just a sort of contradiction. It's just like when he said it, I was kind of like, oh well, Jake? Mm. Goodness me. But I mean I could imagine I'm trying to think of a personality who's a little bit more Valentino Rossi? Yeah. Oh no, like, you're thinking like down the line, like Yeah, just like someone who is a bit more like Cal Cutchley. Not even that. I don't know. Who's just got a little bit more uh, bite 
to them or is a bit more like cheeky do you know what i mean i, I don't know yeah. it's just that to me like jake dixon's just been this sort of like nice polite kind of schoolboy figure and then he comes out just sort of chan shit in a way and i'm like yeah mm. i don't know it's weird it just it seems felt, like it felt weird and that's all that's all like, i gotta go by it felt weird coming like from him, and i was uncomfortable yeah yeah exactly like fake arrogance a little bit it's like like he's overcompensating i was like oh finally i've done it so i can now talk about this stuff you know but to me it was weird like i i like it it's fighting talk we like fighting talk we do you like know, fighting we, talk. Need, yeah. we need like i want him to like try and get into his opponent's heads pedro costa's head and stuff like that and try and you know really like put the needle in there like Valentino Rossi used to do to all his rivals and things like that and we I like that but I don't know it's just a bit I think like do you know what it was it odd. wasn't it wasn't like uh, clever enough yeah it wasn't you know I mean? witty enough it, yeah it, it lacked wit that's exactly yeah it. thank you Doug. which yeah which we say like with people are like, oh it's banter and da, 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 da. like but banter often has a side of wit to it Mm-hmm. that yeah. makes it banter which makes it funny which makes it good like how Crutchlow was good at that but I don't know it just sounded a bit odd um, mm. because he especially said that sorry no carry on yeah. he said about like Pedro Costa he was like oh you know this guy's meant to be the next Mark Marquez but I got the better of him today but yeah. it's like Pedro Costa was punted off track for one and like you say oh he's meant to be the best Marquez but I beat him and I guess that's an achievement in itself, of course, but... You don't, I don't like, know. Like, you don't, you can't, this, <laughs> like this man is 27 years old and has a child, you know, he's someone's dad, and he's talking about a 20 or a 19-year-old, I think Pedro is ever 19 or 20. Yeah, 19-year-old kid. He's talking smack about a 19-year-old kid who has won a Moto3 World Championship in his first try, first guy since 1990 to do it. And in one and a half seasons, has won himself, I think it's seven Moto2 races. Dixon in five seasons, who came into class at 22. So he's already three years older than Pedro Costa is currently then. Came into class at like 22 and has won two races in five seasons or four and a half seasons. And it's like, you haven't, in my opinion, my personal opinion, he hasn't achieved enough in racing to start pulling Pedro Acosta down like that when nope. he's still 40-odd points behind him in the championship and Pedro has one bad race because he got punted off track and still got the fastest lap of the race. Yeah, I think, like, you know, you're saying it's like British banter, it, didn't, mm. it, it lacked the wit and the kind of dry sort of dry humor yeah the dry subtle intelligence of british wit it had none of that and so that i think yeah i think we've we've got to it we've got to the root of why (laughs) it wasn't great yeah like i like it don't get me wrong i like the fact that he's you know stirring the pot a little bit and getting things Mm -hmm. up because like we say we say his riders are like peko i like peko but he's just a bit like plain he's like i don't know if you you cook your chicken, you don't put any seasoning on it, you know? Like, it's just like that, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really know. But, like, I like some paprika on my chicken. I like some garlic, you know? Like, you know, you need that, like, oh, but... Best God, like, you go through the mm. Yeah, like, you go through the MotoGP Reddit and someone, like, this photo of Jake Dixon, someone's like, I don't know why I've never seen, been unhappier about someone winning a GP and stuff. And, like, someone's like, oh, he acts arrogant like Lorenzo, needs to eat some humble pie and stuff like that. And it's like, yeah, it makes me feel a bit better. It's not just me. People say it's like cringeworthy and all that, and I get I mean, that. 
Yeah, like Reddit's always going to have the most yeah. judgmental of takes, shall we say. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, like it did. It almost had like the kind of, like you say, arrogance of. Sorry, I just burped here. That's a bit of whiskey. Um, the, yeah, like it, it did. It almost had the kind of air of arrogance of Lorenzo, but without the multiple world championships and race wins yeah. by several seconds to back it up. Um, yeah, like. I don't yeah, there's like two comments here on Reddit. There's the last thing we'll say about Jake, and then we'll move on. Yes, because um, I do want to see him success, and like I said, I do like Absolutely. this. I like this. We just need like a, I don't know. But someone said this is like Cal Kutcher from Wish. Someone else said, <laughs> and this is what I like. This is what I like. Um, I think this is like nail and head. I think, but someone's like, firstly, someone said to be humble, which yeah, I get. Um, hmm. But someone said it's like he's taking all his PR training from Cal Crutcher, but not picked up on that kind of cheeky thing Cal had. But he could never quite tell how sincere he was being. That's it. That's exactly it. Nail on head. That dry, like sarcasm thing that Cal had, where you just kind of like, <laughs> you know, it just kind of gave you a bit of a giggle. And yeah. you know, you could tell the PR guy behind the scenes was just kind of rolled their eyes a bit. But yeah. Uh, mm. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't know. I think I think that's it. Like, it has, it's just, it was a good, we like we like to see it, and I would like to see Jake win more races and talk more smack, but just yeah. a little bit more of a kind of witty, clever, yeah. like, curt way, you know? Um, so, I don't know, that's my feedback, because I know that Jake's obviously listening to me. God. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know. That's where I'm at. That's where I am. Yeah, like, yeah, fair enough. Like, he is funny at times, Jake, and yeah, like his his things when he's doing his push ups and his Colin McGregor walks and stuff. And it's funny. It's great. Yeah. We need that in MotoGP, hundred percent. But absolutely, I guess there's a way. Like, you, I don't know the last rider on top of my head who's gone on win races and then gone and slated everybody. Like Pedro Costa has that little side to him, like. When it was oh, was it Portimao, twenty twenty one? He's going around the track after, with like waving a figure yes. and stuff like that. that. Like it's mm-hmm. funny. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like just kind of like you say, just getting in people's heads a little bit. Yeah, and, like, know, we like, need that. Uh, yeah, no, and I'm Gust- not going to keep going on about Jake. So no, Acosta will one hundred percent have a reply to that it, this I, weekend. I'm it, sure. It, yeah, like in the form of a race win or at least a yeah, better, and then they'll go. Uh, oh, yeah. guess what? Da, 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 da. Yeah. But, yeah, he'll we'll ride see. around with like 93 on his bike or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they'll put like a 96 on his bike. And go, oh. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. yeah, we'll see. Oh, yeah, like a 93. I get that. Yeah. Oh, you get it. But, oh, cool. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, finally clicked. Penny, penny dropped. But yeah, um, lots of MotoGP sprint race first. Mm-hmm. Aleish Aspargaro. <sighs> what a beast. Dished it out. I mean, superstar. The fact that he. Firstly, Vinales had a very good start for one. Yes. Mm-hmm. But then and I was like, oh, this is Pecco. Pecco's gone away with it. Great, sick. I was like, yeah. great. Predictions time. Great. That's an extra 10 points for me. I love that. Yeah, and me. And I was the yeah. only one that had Bagnaya down. I was like, for the sprint oh, really? race. I was oh, like, I, I, had a sprint I was like, boom, right. Here we go. Championship ah. lead. Here we go. And then Leisha's like, haha, nope. <laughs> oh, yeah, because I had Vinales, didn't I, for the sprint win? Yes. I think. No, you ah. had Martin. Yeah, Martin, you had Vinales oh. pole. Why the hell did I have that? Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Oh, dear. I mean, great. Love an Alish win. Love a home Alish win. 
Love mm-hmm. and Alish win against a clearly like otherwise dominant Paco. Yes. Trifecta. Thank you very much. I'll have a good Saturday. Thank you. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Next. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I don't know. It's just great for Alish. Great to see Vinales doing really well. Mm. But then moving on to the main race, the whole you know the main course as it is. Hmm. That crash was horrific. Like, ah. not the first quarter crash, and then the Pekka aftermath as well. Yeah, so nasty T1 crash, horrific T2 incident. Like, mm. Garby, I mean, like, obviously the person who in the moment it has it worst, has has it the worst is Pekka. But can you imagine yeah. being Brad the second after you've just, like, felt the bones of your fellow rider underneath your bike like come on i can't oh, yeah. imagine like that feeling like oh, oh god i god. hate well, seeing that and then bt sport I've, sorry tnt just decided to show it maybe three or four times in no, slow motion that was like, come on no, i do not want to see that this. was dorna that was dorna uh, they dorna. showed it like 10 times like easily 10 times and everyone was like even Gavin Emmett was apologizing for it. Like, yeah. I'm so sorry. Like, I don't want to see this. Like, why are you... And they showed it. I'm genuinely not even joking, like, 10 times. Too much. And I'm sure, yeah. I wish that was, a, like, a... You know, me emphasizing it. But, unfortunately, that was the case. And Yeah. Yeah. It's not really acceptable. No one wants to see that kind of thing. Um, no. Unless you're a bit twisted kind of thing. And, yeah, I just didn't like it whatsoever. I don't see why they had to do that or what motivated them it was just a bit weird and it's strange though because obviously like we now know that that crash shall we say the sort of more uh disturbing one to see ended yeah. up in the least injury but the, and they yeah. did show like the turn one incident like way more because it was a oh, bit yeah. more typical and sort of like i guess more to analyze in a way and we now know that it, I guess, technically that end that had a worse outcome because you got, well, at least Anaya with, with uh, like missing some races as a result. Who who else was involved? Uh, Bazzetti, I think mm. Marini as well. Alex Marquez, Digia. Okay, was, yeah, they, they, well, they all raced, so yeah. yeah Bashini, Bez, Digia, Alex Marquez, and then I think it was so. There was another Ducati, Azarco. Right, okay. was, it. was it like a full Ducati pileup? Oh yeah, it was all Ducatis. <laughs> and then obviously, it, uh, out of five Ducatis, it's the factory seat number two that the, the person gets injured. Yeah. I don't know, man. Like, you got a 20% stake in that crash and like you were the one, the only one ending up with a, mm. with broken things. Yeah, <laughs> it's strange, isn't it? It's, yeah. it's, like we say, it's quite unlucky, really. Um, but yeah and then obviously Pekka had the crash I loved though Brad Binder obviously was the guy who kind of dealt the damage mm. and as soon as that accident happened he went straight in when the accident happened and they restarted the race Binder's bike broke down Binder went straight into the medical centre to see how Pekka was doing yep. and hilariously he was greeted by Pekka just sat there chilling um, <laughs> he, he said in the interviews after he was like I did not expect to walk into that, um, walk into the thing, the medical center, and just see Francesco Bagnaia sat up, chill, and have a chat with somebody, just completely fine. 
just sitting there with like a double espresso would you yeah just like yeah. chilling and he did say he did not expect to see that but it's great to see that brad did that because just shows the kind of guy that brad is yeah absolutely is. legend yeah. like yeah he's fantastic but yeah that was nuts that crash yeah. and i just want to point out um if you are on twitter go X. check out yeah go check oh yeah x sorry sienna <laughs> wades i don't know if it's pronounced sienna wedes w-e-d-e-s at sienna s-i-e-n-n-a-w-e-d-e-s on twitter she's a photographer um she's the girlfriend of cormac gp who you might know takes a lot of photos for the top people including honda and things like that um the photos are available on cormac's website but at the top of her feed is the most spectacular photo of the crash I've ever seen of the back of all of them, really. It's insane. You've got, yeah, you've got Balak Stinini sat in the gravel. You've got bikes littered everywhere. You've got Zarko, you've got Alex Marcus getting up, like, what the hell? You've got a green flag still waving in the background, despite that. And then you've got Bastion, no, not Bastion, Bang Naya upside down. The bike has flung him off six feet in the air. Yeah. yeah, like the photos of the chaos unfolding with the green flag out as well. Like, absolutely unbelievable photo. Genuinely one of the top three photos I've ever seen in MotoGP. Yeah, like... And she deserves all the credit in the world for that. Such a great right photo. Right place, right time. So good. Yep. You can actually purchase the image from Cormac's website as well. The humble price of €25 Euros if you want to use it for your personal use as well. So Cheap. Yeah, I would say go and purchase it, honestly, because she deserves deserves it, to be honest. Um, yep. But yeah, unbelievable shot. I just wanted to point that out. But Crazy scenes. Yeah, it was carnage racing. Anyway, on the restart, it mm-hmm. was, of course, Aleish and Vinales. But that, it was Vinales and Aleish, shall yeah. we say, with Aleish oh. clearing. No, Vinales, sorry, clearing. Off. I, th- I thought he was going to win the race. I, knew, yeah, I was like, like it's going to finally happen. I thought we were seeing, you know, uh, Peco slash Lorenzo slash Mark Marquez. You know, once they're in the, once they're in the groove and they got their markers and they got clean air in front of them, like there's no catching them. I thought that's what we were seeing. But yeah, Spagaro again dug deep and made the pass happen. <laughs> well, Shall we say forced the pass. Um, yeah, he punted him off track. <laughs> yeah, he did kind of. And I push it a little bit. However, I would say that like Vinyal is probably could have been a little bit more um, uh, willing to give space, shall we say? I mean, he basically just leaned into him, but yeah, yeah, it was it was a hard pass. It was the kind of pass that would have Jorge Martin shaking his head and tutting. In yeah, his moment, I'm sure. Yeah, it would. <laughs> um, but yeah, like great race though. But then. It, so at the end of the sprint race, didn't Vinales say he like ran a different rim, front rim to Spargaro, which meant like the heat wasn't dissipating and his tire the same, which yeah. kind of resulted in him having less grip towards the end. Yeah. But then in Correct. Sunday's race, he ran the same wheel and uh, apparently had the same issue, it seems. Yeah, because it's obviously because it was quite a hot weekend now in Catalonia and a long race. Mm. A lot of the riders, like Jake Dixon, I don't know if you spotted, he was running a white wheel as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it made cool. out special. Yeah, it looked cool. Um, which is again made out of the same thing that dissipates heat a little bit better. You've seen it well too, but quite a lot with uh, Ducati. They use it yeah. quite a lot. Um, and yeah, I guess he was 
just trying it to see how it would work because the Pulley have been on fire all weekend. We had Oliveira running third for a lot of the race as well. Yeah. And I guess it's good for Aprilia, for Vinales to try that and compare it to a Leish. You know, they have the similar, if not same bike. Mm. So it's good if they was, if he was to run a different one to a Leish in those conditions just to compare and compare data and just see how it goes. And it's probably why Vinales finished second because obviously he ran wide, his tyres went off. They were running, I think it was six seconds slower a lap by the end of it. Six seconds That's slower than the qualifying time. That is the attrition involved there in those times is nuts yeah um, like they were running going so much slower by the end of it and so but it's really good data for Apulia absolutely yeah the fact that on their celebration they swap bikes as well to yeah, be like cool. they're exactly like the that. same it doesn't matter which is yeah. really good it's their first ever premier class one two ever and not far away from a one two three either yeah that would have been superb Yep. Oliveira deserves a podium after his horrendous year so far. He deserves a win, consecutive wins after, yeah. this, after the luck he's had. <laughs> but I, mm, do you think Oliveira will get a win? I think there's just too much. I think there's. I think he'll get a podium, oh. but I don't. I think there's too much. Uh, there's too much firepower on the grid, and I think he'll always have a, one of the factory Aprilias in front of him. So yeah, I think if he can. Get a bit of luck, I think so. Because he's still really adapted to that Prilia. The Prilia in the hands of Vinales and Aleish is really good. It's quite, a, it's not massively different to Vinales, no, to Oliveira, who's on last year's bike. Mm-hmm. But there is a significant enough difference, especially now that Prilia have had new updates and things like that. Yeah. We've seen since Silverstone, they've come on board a lot better and have been a lot stronger. And obviously, those updates haven't really trickled down to Oliveira yet because he's riding last year's bike. So I think maybe when he gets some more updates, potentially they could do what Ducati do next year, maybe supply him with a current bike that's the same as the factory boys are running. Mm. I think yeah, then maybe we'd, we'd see probably a more competitive Oliveira and an Oliveira who can kind of run at the front because it was clear that it was at a bit of a disadvantage to the Ducatis or on the GP23s and a little bit yeah. of a disadvantage to the obviously factory Aprilias as well. But I think if he was on maybe the same equipment, I think he probably could have done a lot better in that race. I think so. Yeah, probably. I think we would have seen a podium lockout. Yeah, and you made a good point the other day about the fact that Prilia have benefited quite a lot from having a satellite squad. Yeah, well, I see. You know, you got four four bikes on the grid. Um, it's more data, isn't it? So yeah, that's it. In same conditions, then they more bikes each cause more firepower. And better results because you know you have more data to spread across. It's why Ducati yeah. it kind of pretty much accelerates your process of development because you can have four different riders testing completely different things. Yeah, exactly. That's it. Like we were discussing last week, week before, like the whole mm. thing of MotoGP now with the uh, wings and electronics and yada yada. It's all data driven. Yeah. So if you can have a program where you've got eight bikes on the grid. That's twice as much data, essentially, as a the, as any brilliant. other team. Do you know what I mean? And four times the amount of the yeah Yamaha again. Yeah, that's it. And it, like you say, it just that drives the insights. And it, it, it I mean, um, it's loose maths, obviously, but it's like your bike gets developed four times faster than yeah a, a, a team with two bikes on the grid, essentially. So. Yamaha need to sort that out. Um, I don't know what Honda's excuse is, but you know, then it, it just seems to be the helps. Japanese bikes, isn't it? Like they were last in 
Yep. Well, six of them were last in a lot of the sessions this weekend. Bottom six, which is sad considering the talent that's on those bikes. I mean, it's got to be the bikes. It can't be anything else. You can't have Mark Marquez, Fabio Quartararo, and Juan Muir on those bikes, and, and none of them are doing well. Like, it's got to yeah, be the bikes. Mark dropped so far back as well. Like He did. He, did. he really did struggle, and like you look at the sprint race, and the bottom we take out Paul because he cra- he had a crash. So in the sprint bottom five were Mir, Lacrona, not in this, not in the correct order. Mir, oh, we're going the correct order. Mir, then Nakagami, then Lacrona, then Quattararo up in eighteenth. Then you had two KTM's, and then you had Franco Morbidelli in fifteenth. You know, so out of the back six. Five, back seven, but yeah, back seven places. It's quite difficult. Back seven places. Five of them were Japanese bikes. With Marquez up in eleventh. Yeah, because he's Marquez, of course, working absolute miracles on that thing. Because yeah, he's an alien. Like he's, but still, yeah. it's only it's not even good enough for top ten. You know, exactly. Um, yeah, still half a second behind Alex like... Marquez on the Ducati, who's working nowhere near as hard. <laughs> exactly. That's it. I mean, and. Uh, Going off the same thing, like Quartararo finishing seventh in the yeah, main race. In the main race, is yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, he loves this track, though. I think that definitely played a part in it. Yeah, for sure. That that's what I mean, though. Like the fact that he finished ahead of uh, three Ducatis. Um, three Ducatis, two KTM's. You know, like. Yeah, ridiculous. Exactly. And then ahead you of know, them in Marco Bezzetti, that whole VR forty six squad struggled. To be fair, they did. Were they on second bike though? Potentially, that's a good point. Yeah, that's a very good point. I didn't think about. They have struggled kind of all weekend though. They did. It has be been yeah. um, like a big struggle for them. Bezzetti did get Q two, but Marini was down like eighteenth in qualifying. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it qualified in eighteenth place. You know, Bezzetti qualified in 7? No, Bezzetti qualified in 10th. So they both were struggling quite a lot, to be fair, but still. Yeah. It's a sad state of affairs. And to be honest, like, how... You know, we're talking about all these, like, rule changes coming in in 2027. Like, how much are Honda and Yamaha just kind of like, do you know what? Three years really isn't a long time. Like, let's just start putting our eggs in that basket. Yeah. And yeah, because it would, it's gonna, it will take them with you know current regs. It will take them more. It would, it would take them. What am I trying to say? It would take them until longer than twenty twenty seven to catch up with Ducati's development. Yes, is what I'm trying to say. Hundred percent. Yeah. So how much are they kind of like? Do you know what? Let's just start thinking about what this 2027 bike's going to look like. I mean, I'm sure they already are. They can't just start the year before. Yeah. Um, might they go the V4 route, since it's a different capacity? Yamaha well, speaking, anyway. Yamaha, potentially. Um, I don't really know. For Honda, yeah, I could see it, because Honda run a V4 in World Superbike. Honda, and historically, have been very successful with the V4 configuration. Yeah. Honda. Is that a V4 at the moment? Or, yeah, I was gonna say that Ronda V4 moment. Yeah, I am. Yeah. I'm tired. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> V5. 
Now we're talking. Mm, but yeah, Yamaha might have to buy the bullet and run a V4 like everybody else. I think take the... Give a Ducati route and everybody else route of just copying Ducati, basically. Yeah, take take the opportunity of a, almost a complete refresh of the rules, like new bike from yeah. ground up for everyone. And say, that's it, we're going for it. Because, you know, Yamaha have done V4s and have done them well. Yeah. There's no reason why they can't come into this reg change with a V4. Um, I would love it if for some reason we ended up with an inline 4 Ducati, but we're not going to. I'd love that. It would be great. It would be amazing. And they would still beat everyone because they just decide to make the rules. But, um, yeah, I think... I think they should do that. I'd love to see a... Where, are they going for 800cc? Do we know yet? I think it's 850. It should 850. be. It's not confirmed or anything like that. But mm. yeah, probably 850 it seems. But I guess we'll see. We've near enough got a Triumph bloody yeah, it's three, close three to the cylinder triumph then, triple, haven't yeah. you? Yeah. From <laughs> the neck. But I guess we'll see um, for the most part, yeah. Hmm. <laughs> That was only, you know, that was Vinyard's second podium of the year, which seems mental to me. does seem mental, but he's just lacked a little bit of something mentally, and it all just came together this weekend. Um, yeah, yeah. If he can continue that in Mazzano, which I think he will. Yeah, I think so. I finally see that win. <laughs> yeah, this, uh, I can't see the Aprilia's doing amazingly Mazzano, but... Listen. I think Ital- Italian riders on Ducatis will have home Hard advantage of it being Italian. You know, you look at the Ducati riders, you've got Bagnaia, you've got... Mag- not fucking one day, not yet, anyway. And you've got two VR 46 riders. Yeah. All use Mazzano as a testing and training ground. Yeah. And they're on Ducatis, which Piro spins around twice a month, I would say. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sapiro knows that track. Yeah. They've got so much data. They probably do use that track a bit as well, but nowhere near as much as the Catty. No, no. So yeah, I think that's going to be an interesting one. I think the, it's the Catties to lose. I think Mizano. Yeah, it's got to be a Ducati, probably with an Italian on it. Yeah, Lockout. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Yes. But we shall see. We shall see. But- Yes. Um, right, let's do our predictions because it's getting quite late and I'm getting quite tired now. <laughs> cool. I'm on holiday, mate. I'm 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 up till dawn. Oh, yeah, you cool. don't care, do you? I don't care. Wait, before we do predictions. <laughs> yes. Well, we're going to go through Catalan predictions first. Yep. And then we will move on to Mizano. So okay. going into Catalonia, Cameron, you led the standings at 162 points. Myself in second with 152 and Lauren with 93 in third. Not bad. Not bad at all. So, actual first three pole position was Ivan Otola. Uh, yeah. I went with Sasaki, Cameron Via, Lauren Mazia. I think Via was second in qualifying, wasn't he? He was. Was he? And then he got injured. Yeah, I'm not sure actually where fire was, but I know it was quite high in some of the sessions. It was second in one session. Anyway. Um, in the race, it was Alonso Masia Rueda third. I went for Holgado Onchu Masia. Quite annoyed that Onchu lost that place. Mm. Um, yeah, it's annoying. 
Do you get a point? Cameron, I get a point, yeah. Cameron went for Holgado, Messia, Ortola. You get five points for Messia in second. Oh, thank goodness. Right. And Lauren went for Holgado onto Messia as well. So she gets a point. So the points following that are you in the lead with 167, myself in second with 153, and Lauren with 94. Heading to number two, it was Dixon on pole. I went for Costa, so did you, Cameron, and Lauren went for Dixon. No way. Good job. She gets a <laughs> Good point. job, Lauren. Yeah. Oh, yeah. On the podium, it was Dixon, then Kenneth, then Arenas. He gets his first ever Moto2 podium. I was very, actually, impressed with Arenas. Yep. Yeah. Finally, absolutely. has come. He did really well that race. He came from yep. nowhere. Mm-hmm. Um, I went for Acosta, Kanet second, Dixon third. I get six points for Kanet, correct? Mm-hmm. With five points, and then Dixon on the podium with one point. You went for Acosta Aldeguer Vietti, so you get zero. Zero. Why did I pick Vietti? I don't Because he'd God. won the last race in Austria, probably. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. And then Lauren went Dixon Vietti Albolino, so she gets 10 points. Nice. So she cranked out 11 points there. Nicely done. The standings are now you with 167, myself with 159, and Lauren with 105, so she breaks 100 club. Hey. Well Only took half a season. <laughs> yeah, legit. <laughs> <laughs> right. Pole MotoGP was Bangnaya. Me and Lauren went for Bangnaya. You went for Vinales, so we get a point each. In the sprint race, it was Aspargro. I went Bangnaya, you, Martin, and Lauren Bazzetti, zero points. In the main race, I went for Bangnaya, then Martin, then Zarco. And it was Aspargro, Vinales, and Martin, so I get a point. Mm-hmm. You went for Banaya Bazzetti Espargro, you get a point. And Lauren went Banaya Espargro Cotteraro, so she gets a point. Ooh. So the final standings leaving Catalonia <laughs> are yourself in the lead with 168. Me not so far behind anymore with 161. And Lauren with 107. So that lead, it does close down a tiny bit every single week. It was, what is it, 50 points and 12 and 10. Now it's seven points. I um I'm honestly shocked it has taken you this long to yeah like, I don't know why it's like, taking even, so long even get I don't it's know like teasing me it's happening. like come on it's like Benaya like if it yeah. won one of those races maybe the spring race but it's like teasing me but then like, I I had him as well so I had him mm. for wins as well so yeah I don't know but like it, it's but... just teasing me it's like no you can't have it yet you gotta yeah. wait you gotta wait you gotta wait and I'm like come on man yeah. we're gonna end up with a 2015 Valencia situation here yeah honestly yeah um, right so we're going most of three pole and we'll start with you Cameron oh I wasn't ready uh, most of three uh-huh. pole mm, where are we Mizano okay yeah I'm thinking most of three pole who works well around there Let's go with. Oh, jeez. Might go boring and just go Messia. Yeah, that's fair enough. Okay, I'll go Sasaki. And Lauren I was with thinking Sasaki, but oh, I forgot on you. <laughs> wow. Yeah, okay. <laughs> fair. Yeah. Nice. Mm. Right. So third place. Who are you going for in the race? Um. Alonso. Mm, he has been on fire, to be fair. Lauren also Alonso with Alonso. Fire. Oh, really? I'm going to go with Onshu. Okay. 
Right, who are you going for second? I will have Onchu for second, please. Okay. Lauren's gone Mazia. I'm going to match her with Mazia. Okay. Right, who are you going for the win? I think Mazia for the win. Hmm, okay. He was second last year, so... Mm, different bike. Right, La yeah, that's true. Lauren's gone Otola. I've gone Holgado. Solid. Mm. Any of us, like all three of us, could get twenty-five points from from those predictions. You know, we just, oh yeah, it's just an absolute roll of the dice with Moto Three. Yeah, hundred percent it is. Right, we're gonna start with Lauren for this one. She's gone with Lopez for Moto Two pole. Interesting. We'll go to me with Acosta and you, Cameron. Well, I'll go someone different then. Um, pole. Let's have. I'm gonna I'm gonna put my faith back in him. I'm gonna say Vietti. Nice. Okay. <laughs> Throwing points down the road. I see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why, it's only pole. It's only a pole. Yeah. Why not? Lauren's got a Canet second. What? Whoa. Uh, hold no, on. For thought... third place. For third place. Whoa. Third place. Sorry. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. Whoa. I'm gonna go with Arenas. For third. Um, yeah, for third. Who are you going to go for third? Third, I'll have Agura, please. Nice. Okay. Right. Second, Lauren's gone Dixon. I've gone with Kanek because he's very good at finishing second. And you're going to go with... I'm going to go with... Yeah, I think I'll go Dixon for second as well. Okay. He didn't finish the race last year, you know. I'm looking at it. It was 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 DNFs at Milano last year. I can't even remember what happened. Must was it just like, it. I think it was just really hot, wasn't it? Like everyone was yeah, just... Yeah, and everyone's just stacking it. Yeah, just, yeah um, like the front tyre was just chewing gum for everyone. Mm -hmm. I think. Lauren, Lauren's gone with a very risky one with Arbolino to win. Interesting home track. I've gone but with off form. Yeah, yeah. I've gone with a Costa, so no dicks on the podium. I think Costa's going to snap back to reality. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think so. I mean, just for entertainment's sake, I'm also saying a oh, Costa, yeah. and I think it's going to be like a, you know, because I've got Dixon a second. I think that's just yeah. Gonna be like I want to see of, them scrap it out now. Yeah, exactly. That's it. I think we're going to have a nice scrap that ultimately a Costa is going to show his class. Um, just that extra little flair that he's got. Yeah. But, hey, we'll see. We will see indeed. Mm. Um, right, we'll start from me uh, for MotoGP pole. I'm going to go with Bagnaia because it's his home. It's annoying because Ane Bastini and Bagnaia had a great battle last year at Mazzano. Yeah. Would be nice to see that again. Yeah. Um, for if that's if you're coming to me, that is. Yeah. Uh, for pole. Yeah, Italian on a Ducati, but which one? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, again, like just to keep this interesting, then I won't go with Banyaya for pole. I'll have. Well, I'll have Bez then. You're gonna have Bez. Yeah, I'll go Bez pole. Okay. I'm gonna and Lauren's gone with Vinales. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. I wonder, I'd like to know what thinking. Yeah, me too. 
Sprint Renner, I've gone with Bainaya. Yeah, I'm going to... Yeah, yeah also. Yeah. Lauren's sticking on trend. Alicia Spargaro, the sprint Fair, winner. fair. I just don't mm. think it's an Aprilia track, unfortunately. Well, as you say that, but Vinales was third last year. True. Well, he'll pick the wrong tyre or something. Something won't be completely 100%. Yeah. He won't, he won't do it. <laughs> you know I mean? Yeah, I get you. I get you. Um, second place. The third place. Me? Bez- Anglia Bezzecchi. Okay. Who are you going to go for? Tempted to say the same, but no, nah, let's not do that. That's boring. Let's. Well, I'll go with uh, Marini then. Okay. I was thinking Marini, to be fair, because he was fourth last year, which mm. is his best result in the class at the time. Lauren's gone with Aleish third. Interesting. Right, third, second place, I've gone with Aleish. Right. Who are you going to go with? Well, I'll have Bez second, please. Okay. And Lauren has gone Marini. Okay. For the win, I'm going to go with Bainaya. Me too. Yep. Great. Okay. Just having, um, I'm just having that Italian on, on a Ducati yeah. lockout. So. <laughs> Choose the order. Yeah. Well, I went, it's funny actually, because for Catalonia, I went Italian, no, I went Ducati 1, 2, 3, and it was nearly an Aprilia 1, 2, 3. Oh. Mm. Um, Lauren's Lauren's gone with Vinales. I'd love to see it, and I wouldn't be mad, you know. I'd, no, but that would be sick. Yep. No. But yeah, I think that's all we got time for. I think that's it. Is there any, is there anything else? I'm kind of. There's actually a good chance I'm going to miss the racing this weekend, just with <sighs> traveling and stuff. But um, I'll see if I can catch up on the move. Yeah. yeah, I'm probably going to be busy, unfortunately. Unless just like mm. pubs in London or something, I can go watch it. But then I'll go, I don't know. <laughs> My wife would be very happy about that. So. <laughs> no, I'm sure she'll, no, she'll love no. that. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Cool. Mm. Anyway, I'm good. You good? I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. I'm tired. That's why yeah. I am. Yeah, fair, fair. I've got to take the dogs out now. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, it's quite fun. Whilst you're hammered. <laughs> I, I know, I'm, well, I'm, not, I'm not hammered. Um, that's all right. Really hot, though, so I actually need to It's roasting. I've had the fan on the whole time. Yeah. I have a fan blasting. I've got my, my Chili's bottle with ice in it at the moment. Oh, Chili. As well as keeping me cool. Yeah, I've been sipping that. Nice. Quality. All right. That's all we've got time for anyway. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. Bye.